Welcome to another episode of Spirit Rising with Psychic Sharon Rose. Today we're talking about Sharon and how she learned about disempowerment from her cat. When her cat Milo was overly aggressive with little Mia after she joined their household, Sharon's attempt to bring peace between them was backwards. She did it all wrong, but learned something magical. She discovered it can be applied to our own lives in the most powerful way. So let's take a listen. Hello, everybody, and welcome back again to Spirit Rising with Psychic Sharon Rose. Today, I want to talk to you about something really interesting that I learned from my cats. I know. Yes, my cats. I said it. And I also, before I even go into that, though, I I really want to thank those of you that are, are diligent listeners that are supporting this particular podcast channel. I really, really enjoy it. If you haven't gone over to the YouTube channel yet and you're listening to this one, go over there and and hit like on that or however, subscribe or whatever you do with YouTube. We're just trying to build up our numbers, but I want you to understand this is now episode 82 and there's 81 other episodes. You might really enjoy some of them. Not all, of course. They're all not going to appeal to you, but some will. But thank you. For those of you that are listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember episode 77, there's a way it it gives you a clue as to how to win a free reading if you want to take a listen to that episode. And none of them are more than 20 minutes. So, But today I want to talk to you about what I learned from my cats. And, you know, let me tell you the story. Years ago, we, in around 2003, we, Dave and I, adopted two little kitties. We lost one fairly soon on in our life journey with them, but the, the other one stayed around. And became very much an alpha male. And his name was Milo. He was a big black and white tuxedo. And when we lived on the acreage, he was very, very much territorial and in control of his turf. He really liked his turf, his outdoors. There was no dogs allowed. There was no coyotes allowed. There was nothing allowed on his turf. And there was no other cats allowed. Now, he was an indoor-outdoor cat. And he had a cat door. So he would go in and out at leisure. However, he chose. And after we lost um, the, the cat we got with him, he was pretty much the, the dude. And he was just absolutely an amazing, lovable, incredible cat who was an amazing hunter. But he was an acreage cat. Of course, he's going to be an amazing hunter. But he was also had an amazing curiosity with other animals and not those that he saw as being on his turf. He didn't run deer off, for example. He would just let them hang out. But it was dogs. Particularly, he didn't like dogs. And he didn't like coyotes. And he didn't like other cats. So time is going by. And Milo's getting you know, on in years. And we're getting on in years. And, and one day, one of the neighbors came over with a little kitten and said, we found this kitten out back. Would you guys be able to take the cat? And I said right away, I said, well, of course, we'll take the cat. I don't know. It must belong to somebody somewhere. Somebody's going to be looking for it. And it was the cutest little kitten. It was just adorable. A little a little tabby, a little gray and black and white tabby. And we, right away, I took her to the vet and had her checked out. And she weighed about, I don't know, about seven pounds. She, he said that she was probably less than a year, that she'd already had a litter of kittens or something. But I thought, no, there's no way. She's less than a year old. There's just no way. She was so small and she was very head shy. And it made me realize that she'd been hiding probably for quite a while in the back of our acreage from the owls that hunted there. So she was already had developed a bit of a timid personality, kind of a being prey instead of being bold. She was, she had learned how to hide and how to, how to keep herself safe. 
And nobody came forward and claimed the cat. And we ended up getting her shots and she had to have eye surgery on one eye. And she just sort of fit into our household. And we thought, well, we'll just keep her. Now, everybody was pleased about that, except Milo, the big black tuxedo. He wasn't all that impressed, but he was okay as long as she wasn't outside. And we couldn't really let her go outside anyways, because she would just, we'd lose her. And we did lose her for three or four days at one point where she ended up up a tree. And I'm not still sure to this day if Milo didn't run her off. (laughs) I'm really not sure. But we were enjoying her. and, And in the house, they were okay together. I've even got pictures of them where they would sleep together on the same bed or just be together. It was outside where he would struggle with her. And she always wanted to go outside. I couldn't let her go out the cat door. So we ended up building her a little catio. And then, of course, he wanted to be in the catio. And now he's outside and she's in the catio stuck with him. But anyways, and Milo was, he had a habit of kind of ambushing her. She'd come around a corner and he'd hide to hearing her come. He'd hide and he'd jump out at her when she got, and she'd be freaked out. Anyways, but we put up with it and she put up with it and he put up with her and everybody got along just fine. Now, Milo, by this time, is he's getting it up there in years and He was about 12 years old when we moved from the acreage into the city. And we moved into a beautiful home where there was lots of room. Milo had lots of room. Mia had lots of room. The cat box was downstairs and they both knew where it was. But Milo got more and more and more aggressive. And I started to understand that. And he also got less healthy very quickly. Milo's kidneys were failing and he had a a weak heart. And he was just, he was old and he'd been so, he'd been through so many little wars in his short lifetime that 13 was probably going to be about his max age. Anyways, (laughs) whenever Mia would go down to the cat box and it was, it was insane because Milo would somehow know she was going down or find out she was down there, whatever. And he would hide. And then she would go to come up back up from the cat box and he would jump out at her and scare that dickens out of her. So I decided that I was going to try and teach Milo to not be so aggressive, to be more friendly with her. And I did all kinds of things to help kind of calm his aggression with her. And it wasn't until uh, it never worked. Nothing I did worked. It didn't matter if I yelled at him. It didn't matter if I uh, put them together on my lap and, and just sat with them. It didn't matter what I did. His aggression was still there with her. His, if we yelled at him, he would be like, oh, no, okay, I'm not supposed to do that. Yeah, I get that. He knew he wasn't supposed to jump out at her. However, I wasn't taking into account what animals do around animals. And it was too late in the day. Milo then did get very sick. And, and ultimately, he passed. And we ended up having only Mia. And she really came out of her shell and she really came out to become much more sociable and much more excited and and happy to be around people. But she still was very, very shy around animals. And I realized as I was starting to study more about cats and cat behaviors or animal, basic animal behaviors, is that animals will act as the aggressor or they will act as the prey. And when an animal, when you're training cats, when you're bringing cats together that have never been together before into the same environment, you have to watch for the one that acts like like prey. Mia was acting like prey and Milo was being the hunter and she was kicking off his natural instinct to jump all over her, to, to be aggressive and to take control. 
And it was her behavior I needed to modify, not his behavior. And what I learned from that is how many of us come into a relationship where the aggressor start, we maybe hook up with a a fellow or uh, a woman and they become very aggressive and we become, we become more and more timid as time goes by because they've intimidated us or we're intimidated by them. And all of a sudden we find ourselves in this position of powerlessness and depression and, and sadness and, and feeling really insecure and unsure, uncertain of of where to go with ourselves. And the aggressor in our life becomes more and more aggressive. And what I needed to do with my cat, we also need to do with ourselves. We must address our passivity and our desire to be prey, to be uh, vulnerable. Well, they say you can't, nobody can walk on you if you don't lay down. And that's in reference to being a doormat. What we have to do is start to recognize that we are insecure and that we need to become more secure, more powerful. And if that means getting away from that aggressor, that's perfect. But there's also a lot of other ways. We always have the power of choice and we can always choose to pick behaviors that are going to serve us and help us survive and thrive and be well, or we can pick behaviors that are going to teach us how to kowtow and how to be at the mercy of someone else. So what I'm going to do is give you some exercises to do. And you can it's you can do them if you want to. I mean, I don't care. But uh, have a pen and paper. Maybe pause this and grab a pen and paper. And here's some things that you can do if you find that you're coming to a position in your life where if somebody's always telling you what to do and you're a little bit afraid of them or they intimidate you, could be a parent, it could be a partner, it could be a boss, it could be a coworker. How can you stand up for yourself? The first thing you need to do is sit down with pen and paper and write out a list of and, and make it 25 lists of 25 of your strengths. What are 25 things you do well that are wonderful about you, that are fabulous? List those 25 things because one of the things about when we become a victim or when we become intimidated by an aggressor is we don't believe that we have any power and we don't, we forget that we actually have qualities, things that are really beneficial to us that we maybe have forgotten completely that that is available to us. And we've become somebody who just says, yes, sir, no, sir, or yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. So write out a list of 25 things that you absolutely love about yourself that are your power, that are your, your strengths. And then whoever the aggressor is, the next task I want you to do, and I want you to look at that list every day for at least seven days. If you can do it for for a month, that would be even better every every day. And pick one of those qualities and really enhance that for the day you're looking at it. The other thing I want you to do is I want you to write a letter to the aggressor. And I want you to state in that letter everything that you feel, everything that is bothering you, everything that makes you sad or mad or feel jealous or or feel disempowered, everything that they have done to you. And then I want you to fold the letter up right on the outside of it. All I want from you, want it from you, is your appreciation. And then burn the letter. Now, you filled that letter with all of your complaints and all the things you disliked, all the things that made you feel sad, made you mad, and all the negativity in the relationship with the aggressor, now you've burnt it. It's gone. You've burnt it and you've sent it up 
You've sent all those negative thoughts into the ethers. And I want you then to sit down as you wrote a list of 25 things about yourself that you really appreciate and you really like or you really love. I want you now to write a list of 25 things that you really appreciate or you really like about the aggressor. There's a reason I'm asking you to do this. In any situation, you do not leave a situation on a negative note ever. So this may be somebody you end up going to, you're going to leave them if they're a partner and you decide to walk away. Or it may be a job you're going to quit because you just decided that's not the boss for you or, and something better comes along, or you've decided in some, for some way or reason, you may be deciding to part ways with this aggressor, or you may be stuck working with them for, for more time. This will work for either situation. What you do is you write out a 25 list point list of things that you really appreciate about them, that they're good at, things that you know they're good at, things that you you can value in them. And you appreciate them and you appreciate that. And when you get to a place of neutral in the relationship with the aggressor and you get to a place of feeling good about your position in regards to that aggressor, then you can also let them go and let that go. And it can change the dynamic of the relationship completely. The other things that you can do is start doing some some affirmations, things like I am loved, I am safe. One of the greatest affirmations you could use anymore these days is I am free. One of the things that happens when we're at the mercy of an aggressor is we feel bound up and we feel stuck and we feel trapped. And using the expression, I am free, I am loved, I am safe, and I am free. That will make such a difference to you. You say it in the morning when you wake up, say it at night when you go to sleep. The other thing that you can do is you can, in the morning when you wake up, offer up appreciation just generally in your heart space. Go to your heart space, offer up appreciation for your day. Appreciation for the things that you've got coming along for you, the adventures. Offer up appreciation for the good night's sleep that you had. Offer up appreciation for the wonderful home that you live in that's keeping you safe. And then at night, do the exact same thing. Offer up appreciation for the day, even with the things you had to learn. Maybe the aggressor was all of a sudden nicer to you because you're finding that you're stronger and you're able to stand up for yourself a little better in a positive way, not a negative way. Nobody's being offended here. And you're going to find that you're going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And what's going to happen as you get stronger? You're going to get happier. I learned all of this by watching my cats. Today, we still have Mia. Uh, She still is our cat, and she's still very timid when it comes to other animals. It isn't something that I'm going to be breeding out of her because we're not getting other animals, but we do have relatives that have little dogs, and it doesn't matter if the little dogs want to sit with her and cuddle with her or, or whatever. She is afraid of them, and she hides the whole time that they visit with us. We know we set her up in our bedroom so that she she can have a, her own space. And she doesn't have to socialize with the other animal. We're not trying to teach her not to be prey because now she's 11 years old and she's too old for that. She doesn't care. But the fact is, if we observe some of the things that go on in our world of the wild, I'll tell you what, it's kind of interesting. The animals can teach us an enormous amount. I picked a card from Stephen Farmer's Animal Deck and I actually picked it at random and I got the domestic cat. How fun was that? And when I got it, I thought this is the perfect story for me to be telling you today. So here's what Cat says. It's time to strike out on your own and relinquish your over-dependency on others. That over-dependency can be an over-dependency that actually cripples you and doesn't allow you to grow in any particular way. So 
Time to strike out on your own and relinquish your over-dependency on others. I love it. Thanks for listening today. I've enjoyed uh, sharing this information with you. I enjoy sharing the podcast with you. Please like, please share, please tell your friends about the podcast. Remember to go over to www.sharonrose.com. That's the website. The podcast is all available there as well as uh, all our services are listed there as well. I'd be happy to meet you for the first time or see you again. Thanks very much, everybody, for listening in. You take care. See you next time. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to Spirit Rising with Psychic Sharon Rose, formerly the Medium Well podcast. Still the same great podcast with the same great advice from Sharon Rose. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast player, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and uh, never miss an episode. All you have to do is follow on your favorite player, and you'll be able to catch a new episode of Spirit Rising with Psychic Sharon Rose every Wednesday, released at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll talk to you next time.